0: Hello and happy Monday. You're listening to another episode of our PAC politics podcast. Our podcast is brought to you by our organization, our United Resource Pack. If you don't know, we are a tax exempt political organization. Hi, guys. I am your host, Brittany McDowell. And again, thank you so much for tuning in today, this Monday morning. Guys, you only had one episode from me last week, last Monday. Uh, so it's been a week since you've heard me and I hope you are doing well. I hope you had a fantastic but hopefully isolated uh, Thanksgiving. We're trying to stay safe, right? Um, We were off on last Wednesday and Friday, which is why, again, you have not heard from me in a week. Uh, So that said, today I have uh, not too lengthy of a show for you. The show we had last Monday was kind of like a flashback. It was about gratitude about the fact that I totally have been keeping it real with you guys telling you the truth Um, but we're going to get back to our kind of regularly scheduled program here today I want to focus on the fact that COVID is not just currently on the rise but it's expected to rise even more. And with the numbers on the rise, I want to focus on what it is that Nancy Pelosi can potentially do to help American people. And again, I want to stress the word potentially. Um, Really, the ball is in Nancy's court um, because, quite frankly, last time when the same thing happened, the ball was in her court and she didn't play her cards right. But Anyhow, what it is that she can do um, is something that I, I I really don't see how she justifies not. But you know what? Let me, let me stop rambling. Let's go ahead and let's get into the show. Let me tell you what Nancy Pelosi can potentially do to help her fellow Americans during this time of rising COVID cases. Uh, because it's it's not looking too good right now and it certainly is not going to be looking too good in the next few weeks for the American people. So sit back. This won't be a long show. Let's get this show started. Hey! this is Brittany. Just wanted to shoot you a quick reminder. Look in the description box of this episode and you can find a link to our website. On our website, you can find our latest blog posts. You can find our contact information. You even want to make a contribution, you can go over there and do that as well. You can find out the policies we are looking at and targeting as an organization. You know, I say all the time that we are a tax exempt political organization. If you want to know more about that, Again, go on over to our website, our-pack.com, where you can find out everything you want to know, you can do everything you want to do. We will gladly, gladly, gladly welcome you on our website with open arms. Again, check out our website in the description box below. So the number that we're dealing with is 13.3 million. Um, there have been more than 13.3 million people here in the United States that have contracted COVID-19. And out of those 13.3 million, um, roughly 266,000 of them have died from COVID-19 and its complications. Um, I personally know two people who have died. I personally know 29 people who have had COVID-19. And as bleak as those numbers are, as bad as things sound, um, things are expected to get worse. And they're expected to get worse because of... Um, the season in which we find ourselves. Uh, you heard me during the intro um, mention how, you know, hey, we were off for Wednesday and Thursday, excuse me, Wednesday and Friday of last week because of Thanksgiving. And if any of you watched the news over uh, the weekends, you saw many, many, many Americans traveling um, during the holiday season. And I remember reading, uh, matter of fact, last night when I was in the bed, I know it's a bad habit, but I was uh, reading an article on my phone that um, I, I want to say it was the Biden administration, um, or soon to be Biden administration, referencing that, hey, you know, those of you who went and saw your family um, and friends and got together on Thanksgiving, um, Expect that some of you are going to find yourself in the ICU pretty pretty soon in the next few weeks, um, next few days, right? Um, it's pretty bleak, but, but in the words of our current COVID-in-chief, it is what it is because of the decisions some people have made, right? They made decisions to uh, come out of isolation and expose themselves and others to this deadly contagion. And so because of that, we find ourselves in a situation where um, obviously Thanksgiving was last Thursday. It will probably be a few more days upwards of about a week before the numbers we start seeing are a reflection of people who got exposed to COVID-19 and contracted COVID-19 due to their Thanksgiving interactions and Thanksgiving travels. But it's not just Thanksgiving that we have um, in the season, right? We have Christmas, we have New Year's. And because we have, quite frankly, three important and and monumental periods for a lot of people, um, simply again, due to the season in which we find ourselves, I really don't know how else to say this other than the fact that like a really dark period is coming. And, you know, quite honestly, the question that I pose is, at what point do look in, in a lot of situations we are dealing with grown adults right and you have grown adults who are actively making the decision to not just potentially harm themselves but to to harm others right um, at this point there is no you can't really use that you know ignorance kind of, I mean, the, the information is out there. People are talking left and right about this thing. You can't say you didn't know or you don't know about COVID. You, you do know. But the question I posed is, what do we do at this point? You know, I'm pretty sure some of you have heard the stories about nurses treating Um, COVID patients who, while they are actively struggling to breathe, are like denying reality, saying, I don't have COVID, or, you know, oh, this is just the flu, or, you know, and like, and they're gasping for air. Like, you know, at what point do we start saying, well, hey, well, maybe we need to bring mental health professionals into this conversation, because people are completely detached from reality, right? People could have different opinions, but at a certain point, when people start operating from a, point in which they have their own set of facts and it's it it it, it is um uh it, it contradicts reality like we, we you can't have rational conversations with people who are not willing to have a rational conversation with you right so so what do we do about that you know i mean we are the land of freedom and um this land of freedom is one in which you know people have fought for their freedoms they've they've died for their freedoms and some people consider their you know um they consider the ability to not wear a mask of freedom as crazy to me as that sounds uh but but if if people are viewing uh what is going on as kind of a a thing about personal freedoms How do you contend with that when their whole idea of America is built upon personal freedom, right? Personal freedom with a gun, personal freedom with your, you know, vagina, personal freedom with your money, personal freedom. Like, personal freedom is the name of the game here. So, how do we, I I don't know. I don't know. I think we're at a point where we really need to have some difficult conversations. Uh, But again, I think at a certain point, some of the people we need to ask to join us in those conversations need to be like mental health professionals, because we cannot have a rational conversation with people who are refusing to be rational you're not gonna get anywhere. We're gonna tire ourselves out. They're going to, you know, they say, you know, you don't get in the the mud with the pig because the pig is gonna enjoy being in the mud. Well, you're basically not, that's not exactly what it says, but um, there's some sort of quote that says that. (laughs) But, um, you know, the the people who um, are, even like, my gosh, sorry, I thought I had that notification off. Even when you watch some of these videos that you catch online, of people who now I, I will openly say that no, I don't think that if you are not an employee of an organization, you should not be walking up to a stranger telling them to wear a mask. I have seen too many examples of some, I saw. Uh, i read an example of someone getting stabbed in the neck i read an example of someone having a gun pulled on them after they left the building so if again if you're not an employee i really don't advise you walking up to a stranger telling them yo put on a mask but if you see some of those videos and and i I want you to look at some of uh, look in the eyes of the people who are refusing to wear a mask the people who are being asked to put on a mask I promise you, if you look in their faces, they literally, they enjoy the, the confrontation. They want the confrontation. Quite frankly, some of them, I'm not convinced that they don't go out there actively seeking that conversation. Again, do not get in the mug with a pig because you are going to find yourself dirty and the pig is the only one enjoying it. But So anywho, reeling myself back to the time in which we find ourselves with Thanksgiving and with Christmas and with New Year's, a dark period is coming. So what do we do about it? Right? Um, Because it's not just a matter of people deciding, oh, yo, I don't care if I get it because it's just the flu. Like we're dealing with something that can hurt other people. Some people have it. They're walking around asymptomatic, not knowing that they have it, not knowing that they're a carrier and they are killing someone's grandmother. They are killing someone's father. They are killing their brother, their sister, their neighbor, their mailman, right? They're killing these people unknowingly. So it's not just something that personally affects them but then another kind of compounding factor or compounding issue with this is especially if you've been reading articles or listening to the news fairly recently there is a shortage of trained healthcare staff and the staff that we have left they are getting burned out i don't think most people understand that with the exception of like people who work in like trauma centers and stuff like that, most medical professionals, they're not having to put out fires, multiple fires a day. Like even though they're trained to do it, that's quite frankly, not what they signed up for. And these people are getting exposed to the virus. They're contracting the virus. Some of these people are dying from the virus. Um, and so again, we're seeing a shortage of of medical staff and there's not this endless supply of people who were trained to work in the medical field. So what, what do we do? I was um, in a forum online and a gentleman was talking about his experience having contracted COVID and he said that he literally would be in his in his room and it would be 5 to 6 hours that he would go without seeing a nurse or anybody come into his room and when you think about <clears throat> i have a family member who was dealing with a very severe severe medical issue and you know i came to know that um Medical professionals, especially when someone is admitted to the hospital, obviously they're not in there every second, but they do try and like around every hour, you know, something depending on the severity of the issue that the person is dealing with. Right. But five or six hours, especially when you're talking about something that really affects the person's respiratory issues. And this is someone who was having a problem breathing, who was receiving high flow oxygen through one of those cannula thingamajigs. And he didn't see anyone for five to six hours. Initially, when I read that, I was furious. I was like, how dare these people? How dare these people leave that man? But then I had to catch myself and I had to say, you know what, Brittany, you, you can't be mad at them. These people, I, I do not feel for one moment that they intentionally left that man there. I think what they were contending with was a hospital, hospital full of patients, some people out dealing with COVID, some people probably did and they just had to deal with the resources that they had available resources including people and they could only see that man every 5 to 6 hours now if they actively made the choice not to see the man for 5 to 6 hours that's absolutely deplorable that is that's that's bad care right but i do not believe especially with what i have come to see now obviously you know you can't paint everybody with the bat a good brush or a brush and say oh everyone's good everyone's bad but i think for the most part medical professionals are not some you know horrible people who are saying oh let me leave this man on oxygen in his room for five to six hours i don't think that for a second but anywho so that's what we're dealing with so where am i going with all of this right you know because. I have to be going somewhere, right? This this show today is about Nancy Pelosi. We are coming up on the 11th of December. We are coming up on um, a point at which our government needs to, in, in so many words, be refunded, right? Like it's going to, we need to... Uh, authorize uh, funding for our government. Otherwise, if we don't, the government ceases to run. Now, obviously certain things are going to continue, right? Um, Like if you are on social security, so on and so forth, that stuff is going to continue. Um, But other things are going to be affected. We had this happen a few months ago. And when this happened, A lot of people were saying, look, Nancy Pelosi should not agree to fund the government without getting stimulus passed. And I think in the case of now, she needs to stand her ground and not fund the government until some form of stimulus that directly aids the american people is passed now does she i've said this before when i've mentioned this in previous episodes should she in this moment if she goes this route should see she should she say say that five times fast should she say i am going to hold up until i get everything i want absolutely not She just needs to kind of aim for the bare minimum that will be effective and efficient in this moment to carry us over until we get to the Biden administration. Last time, when this happened a few months ago, I really don't believe that Nancy Pelosi, especially when you consider the hopium that she was trying to sell people on. I think there was an element of, at a certain point, Nancy knew that we weren't going to see stimulus, but this happened so many months ago that I think that this was during a time where she genuinely was holding out and hoping that we were actually going to see a stimulus package passed. Um, but I think she was operating under the the assumption that when it comes to the other side, the Republicans, that they were acting in good faith and that they would eventually, well, let me go ahead and fund the government and eventually the Republicans will come to the table and we'll be able to get a stimulus package passed. I do not believe at that time, again, that she genuinely didn't think that the Republicans were going to somehow work it out with her eventually. But where we are right now, Nancy Pelosi cannot operate in that same frame of mind. She has to be fully aware that Republicans are not acting in good faith. She has to be fully aware that she cannot hope and change her way to something actually being done. Nancy Pelosi cannot now, a lot of people will tell you she hasn't been, been playing nice. And I think that she has done a phenomenal job in some respects during this kind of entire negotiation thing that we've been seeing, right? If, you, if that's what we're going to call it. But in, the, in, in this respect, when it comes to assuming that the other side is going to play nice, Nancy Pelosi can't do that because that doesn't work the best predictor of a person's future behavior is their past behavior and their past behavior the republicans past behavior is give us what we want we want to fund the government and we don't want to do anything for you she has got to hold her ground and say i need the very minimal form of stimulus attached to this so we can get something to the american people if you want me to fund this government. Quite frankly, this is the equivalent of trying to bring a knife to a gunfight. You can't do that. Nancy Pelosi, for the American people, has to. I mean, she has to say, I am unwilling to fund the government on December 11th unless we get some minimal pieces of stimulus Attached to this. I'm just not doing it. And as Americans we need to be willing to support her. Because without this happening. We're not going to see anything. Until potentially January. And even then. It won't really be in effect. Probably for a month or two. So, we're going to be at the end of quarter one of 2021. This is really our last and final opportunity to get a minimal amount of stimulus passed to hold us over. So, we absolutely need this. We're depending on Nancy Pelosi, we're absolutely depending on it. And she has to be willing to do it by any means necessary. It's fall. And you know what that means, right? You can find us on Facebook. No, I know that fall and Facebook have nothing to do with each other, but they both start with the letter F. So according to my logic, perfect time to tell you about finding us on Facebook since it is fall. Isn't that exceptional logic? By my point of view, it is. Anywho, in the description box below, you'll find a link to our Facebook page. Check us out. If you like us, like our page, we'll be more than glad to have you. Again, find us on Facebook. Look in the description box below for the link. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today, Monday, November 30th. Again, I thank you for tuning in to our first post-Thanksgiving episode. Um, I hope you keep in mind that COVID cases are on the rise. And quite honestly, I don't know if there's really much that we can do between now and the uh, cliff that we know is coming uh, come Christmas and then come New Year. Um, I, I really don't know I, because I, I don't think that we're dealing, quite frankly, with rational people at this point. Some rational people. Um, but there is kind of an upside potentially. And that is the what we can potentially see from Nancy Pelosi if she so chooses regarding um, the passage of a, um, a, a spending bill for our, for our government, right? So let's hope that she potentially is up for the challenge, unlike what she was willing to do last time, which was nothing. She was willing to let them pass funding for the government without attaching some form of stimulus. Hopefully she is not willing to do that this time, because if she doesn't, we're in a world of hurt. We're in an absolute world for hurt. So, um, that said, I hope you have a fantastic day as much as you can. Please stay safe. Again, the numbers are not getting any better, and they are not going to get better anytime soon. Uh, so, protect yourselves, protect your loved ones, um, because quite frankly, we've all learned that you really can't depend on other people to try and keep you safe because there are a lot of people who just don't seem to care, right? All you have to do is look at um, look at the people who you see out in the stores without masks. Look at the people who you see, you know, making several trips a day to the grocery. Look, just, just look around. People don't care, right? So just do what you can for you because you were the only person who was going to protect you. So have a good day. Stay safe. And again, thank you for listening to another episode of our PAC Politics Podcast.